When you're in the market for a new car, you want a vehicle that conquers your daily commute, easily handles the elements, and looks great too. You need the reliability of a Toyota and the confidence that your investment will last. Why? Because after all the carpools, shopping trips, and weekends out, you want a car that still has plenty of miles left in it and holds its value for a great trade-in deal. That's where Toyota leads the pack as the number one resale value brand for 2024, according to Kelly Blue Book's KBB.com. So check out the all-new, fully redesigned 2025 Camry or test drive a stylish and affordable Corolla sedan or hatchback. And remember, when you choose Toyota, you're not just buying a car for today, you're investing in trade-in value for tomorrow. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals, for more. Vehicles projected resale value is specific to the 2024 model year. For more information, visit kellybluebookskbb.com. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. Toyota, let's go places. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Gretchen Rubin, and this is A Little Happier. One thing I've realized is that when I'm dealing with other people, it's all too easy to be honestly misled, to misunderstand, to think that I grasp someone's motives when in fact I'm totally wrong. It's just very hard to understand other people's thoughts and actions. We think we understand more than we do. For instance, I remember a story I read when I was doing the research for my short, unconventional biography, 40 Ways to Look at JFK. What a fascinating subject Kennedy was. I loved writing that book. Now, Kennedy had a devoted aide, Harris Wofford. And in his book called Of Kennedys and Kings, Making Sense of the 60s, Wofford writes about just this kind of misunderstanding between JFK himself and the journalist Theodore White. Wofford explains this misunderstanding, which happened when White was drafting his book, The Making of the President, 1960. Wofford writes, Late on election night, with Nixon still not conceding, John Kennedy walked across Bob Kennedy's lawn. In the dark, his companion, journalist Theodore White, thought he said, I'm angry. In the original manuscript Theodore White showed me, White pegged the making of the president 1960 on that incident. What finally broke the calm of this cool, contained Kennedy and caused him to display such heat? To answer this, White, in his first draft, flashback over all the miles traveled, talks given, handshaken, and deals made, culminating in that outburst in the early hours of Wednesday, November 9th, 1960. But note what happens when Wofford continues his story and recounts what he, Wofford, said to Theodore White after Wofford read the first draft of the book. Wofford writes, even if Kennedy said that, don't build your book on it, I advised White. Irony, gaiety, grace, restless curiosity, antipathy to ideology, concern for the common good, 
a thirst for power, and a respect for reason were Kennedy's dominant qualities, I contended. And while I was making a case against marring an excellent book with such an uncharacteristic anecdote, White stopped me. And don't worry, he said. When Kennedy read the manuscript, that was the only thing he said I had to change. That's not what I said, the president-elect told White. What I said was, I'm hungry. What a mistake. I'm angry. I'm hungry. White didn't even understand what Kennedy was saying, let alone understand how he was thinking. It's very hard to know the truth about someone else's thoughts or actions or motivations or even to read their facial expressions and sometimes even to understand what they're saying. We don't know. We really can't know. And it's important to remember that. If you want a link to my book, 40 Ways to Look at JFK, I'll include it in the show notes. I'm Gretchen Rubin, and I hope this makes your week a little happier.